Welcome to the Striving from Stillness podcast, where you'll learn how to step out of overwhelm, anxiety, and stress so you can maximize the positive impact you have within your work, family, and community while fully enjoying your life. I'm your host, Anna Pantano, a certified mindfulness instructor and life coach. Every other week, you'll learn a new mindfulness practice to build the strong internal foundation needed to be productive and resilient from a place of peace. During the other episodes, I'll share valuable personal growth insights from my 20 years of obsessing over how to create a better life while staying deeply connected to my family and running a successful business. For today's episode, make yourself comfy and get ready to learn another powerful way to uplevel your life so you can thrive, not just survive. Are you constantly finding you have too many things on your plate, you're overwhelmed, or you just can't keep up? As a society, we have become extremely good at staying busy, but busy does not always, and dare I say, almost never leads to being productive on what matters most to us, and it certainly does not lead to being healthy and happy long-term. Our body and mental space can only take so much busyness before it will completely crash, forcing you to make a reset, whether you have the time for it or not. Busyness often will also keep us from what we say is most important in our lives or what we feel like we value, such as family, health, and connected relationships. One of the key culprits to not honoring our values, spending time doing things that are not supporting our chosen values, is often our own inability to say no, our inability to decipher what is really important in the moment, what can wait, and what really doesn't need to be done at all, and what we could delegate or ask for help with. Today, we're going to take a deeper look into how we free ourselves from the never-ending treadmill of a busy life that is less than fulfilling, so we can make room for what really matters, so we can say that big yes to whatever is most important to us, whether it be your kids, your partners, or a calling that has been tugging on your heart for a long time, but you just never seem to find the time to pursue. Today, we're going to take a look at utilizing a not-to-do list just as seriously as we approach our to-do lists, planning, and scheduling. The not-to-do list can be both a working document to remind yourself of what you want to say no to, and a weekly or daily practice where we actively move things off our calendar to make room for what we value and really want to do. Now, I know that in this world, there are many things that we may not want to do, but They have to be done, and that's just part of life. But there is typically a significant amount of stuff that we will do that really does not contribute to our overall well-being, goals, or the life we really want to create. And even in the have-tos of life, there's often some room for creativity that we may not even realize until we start to become very intentional about how we spend our time. But before you can start this ritual of moving things or adding things to a not-to-do list, you first need to know what your big yes is. You need to know what is most important to you. If you are deeply anchored in what your big yeses are, that is when it will start to become easier or even non-negotiable to say no to certain tasks because you truly know what is at stake when you say yes to something that isn't a top priority or truly has to be done by you and no one else. One way to help bring some clarity to your big yes, if you're unsure, is to ask yourself some of these questions. 
If I could wave a magic wand and I had no obligations, no one expecting anything of me, and I knew I would succeed at whatever I decided to do, what would I do with my days? Who would I spend it with? And what projects or hobbies would I work on? Is there something I have always dreamed of doing but haven't yet? Or you may ask, if towards the end of my life, I looked back at my life, what moments would I savor? What would I be proud of? And what would I either not remember or maybe even regret spending time doing? If any of those questions are hard for you to answer, or you just want to dig deeper into discovering what your big guess is, I highly recommend you check out episode 12 of this podcast that was part two of a two-part series released on December 29th, 2022, called Setting Intentions, Align with What Matters Most. In that episode, you'll be guided through a meditation that can help you powerfully connect to what matters most to you and what is really important. When we don't have a deep enough connection to our big yes or clarity on what it is, That is when we are often haphazardly saying yes to too many things or struggling to say no. Yes, I know there can be a component of people pleasing or just having a hard time telling people no, maybe out of fear of rejection or other consequences, but the power of these reasons will start to diminish when you are strongly anchored in what your big yes is, why the big yes is so important and what is really at stake if you continue to say yes to things that don't really matter or move the needle towards the life you want to live. When we learn that by saying yes to things not aligned with our top priorities, we are essentially saying no to what in your heart you value most. It definitely makes it a lot easier to say no, or at least not now, to those things that in the big picture of life don't really matter to you. For example, if by saying yes to something means you really are saying no to a quality time with your kids or partner, and that was one of your top priorities, then it starts to become easier to summon the courage and strengthen the discipline to say no to anything that doesn't support what you value most and is not a must for survival of living. Time is one currency we cannot easily replace. And in addition to time being exchanged for time when we commit ourselves to something, oftentimes, When we are doing activities that are not truly aligned with us or don't want to be doing, they can be energy draining versus when we spend our time doing things we love, are excited to do, or are aligned with our priorities or help us get a little bit closer to that big dream. Well, those activities are often energy giving. And I don't know about you, but I much rather spend my time feeling energized than drain. Like most things that are worth doing, know that this is a process. It isn't a one and done exercise, especially because life and priorities change over time, but it gets faster and easier each time you do it. I promise it is a skill that is worth mastering, and I encourage you to give it 30 days minimum and hopefully closer to 90 days to see what a difference it can make. So if you're ready to give this a try, the first thing you need to do is get very clear on what your number one priority is, and then maybe a couple more. I recommend sticking with three priorities if possible, but five max, simply because if everything is a priority, well, then nothing is a priority. Know that your priorities will change and you don't have to keep the same ones forever. 
It doesn't mean you say no to everything else, but instead it gives you something to check against when making decisions and deciding what you will do, not do, say yes to, or say no to. For me, my number one priority is health. And you may be surprised I didn't say my kids, but the reason is because without my health, without my energy and stamina, nothing else works, or at least not very well. If my health is not taken care of, I cannot take care of my kids, or at least not in a way I want to. I can't be a loving partner to my husband, and I sure cannot keep up with the demands of the business. If my health is not in order, I don't feel well, and quite honestly, nothing in my life really functions very well. And I definitely don't feel like I'm thriving. Once you figure out your top priorities and what your big yes is, it is important to keep those priorities front of mind and revisit them every time you go to make a decision of what to put on your calendar. So for example, if health and self-care is one of your priorities, especially if it is your first, I want you to put that on your calendar first. Then guard that appointment with yourself as if it were an essential appointment with a very important person, because it is. If for some reason you must, and I mean must, cancel, then make sure you reschedule it immediately. And before you reschedule it, make sure you really check in to see if you need to move the self-care appointment or if the thing you are trying to put into its place can be done another time or not at all. And when telling someone no, you're not available during that self-care time, you do not need to explain yourself. You simply have to remember that no is a complete sentence. But if you feel you need to give some explanation, then sorry, I'm not available at that time because I have a previous commitment is enough. And it is true because you do. No one needs to know that commitment is to yourself. Over the years, I have realized for my mental health, physical health, and overall well-being, I do much better if I take at least one yoga class a week. Two is better. Three, I would love. But one is non-negotiable. So it goes on my calendar first, and there are very few reasons or things that will make me move it. Bottom line, appointments with yourself, for yourself, are just as important, if not more so than appointments you make with others. And if this is a hard one for you, you are not alone, and please don't beat yourself up if your instant reaction is to go ahead and ignore the date with yourself when someone else makes a request. It took me years to stop saying, and I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but years to stop saying yes to other people's requests during my yoga time. But over time, if you keep your priorities in front of you and gently encourage yourself to do differently next time, you will retrain your brain to pause and make a different choice. So remember, the first step when looking at our weekly, monthly, or yearly calendar is to put in your commitments that align and support your top priorities. And remember to keep your priorities list to three, to five max, and know the most important one. Other examples of dates or times you might want to reserve are date nights with the husband or spouse, one-on-one time with a child, family visits, or that annual friends trip that fills you up beyond measure. If you are building a business or have a dream of, say, writing a book or something, but you're still working full-time, maybe raising young kids, Schedule time for this as well. It doesn't have to be much, but it helps if it's consistent. For example, go ahead and schedule in one hour a week, or maybe one Saturday a month, you excuse yourself from the house, go to a nice coffee shop and work on your dream there for a few hours. 
Time will go by regardless of what you do. So might as well fill it with the things that light you up and fill your heart. To help you remember to take care of your priorities first, it can help to make them visual, whether that be in a written list form that you review each time before making decisions on your calendar or in something similar to a vision board, but way more focused. When I made my visual, it consisted of one thing that represented health and well-being, a picture of my kids, my husband, and something that represented my business. Conversely, if I were to build a vision board, it would be more broad and touch upon all those things, but also include some new and exciting things that I wanted to bring into my life. Even though health is my top priority, and it's often that picture of my kids that gives me the strength to say no to those things that do not support my top priorities. For example, thinking of the disappointment they may feel if I can't spend their day off with them like I promised to, because, well, honestly, instead of focusing on getting work done while they're at school, I said yes when the parents were asked to volunteer for a special project, or maybe a friend called and asked me for a favor that really wasn't an emergency or didn't need to be done immediately. It can be hard to feel like you're letting people down, but when you keep your focus on your top priorities, saying yes to those priorities becomes easier. And when you see the positive results of doing so, it becomes even easier to make a choice that will support your life and give you the energy you really desire versus drain you. As I said previously, this shift can be very hard at first. Many of us are not used to saying no. We feel good about being someone who's often helpful, and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I still volunteer plenty of time to do plenty of things. The difference is when I do, I do so intentionally. What I say yes to and no to is given a lot of thought and it either fills me up so much that it fuels my energy to focus on what else is important to me, or it directly relates to one of my priorities. And no, this also doesn't mean we can't throw all responsibility out of the window and make sure that everything will be perfectly aligned. But over time, the majority of your time can be and will be more aligned with what really matters When you start moving things off your calendar and to-do list that do not support your top priorities and values. That said, even now, after a few years of this practice, I will say yes to something and immediately, or at least shortly after, realized I shouldn't have volunteered or said yes. And that's okay. And it's okay when it happens to you. The fact that you're even aware that maybe you should have said no is a sign that you're becoming more aware of what works for you and what doesn't. This awareness is also an opportunity to notice what signals your body may have given you before your brain realized a no would have been a better choice during this stage of your life. If you are not clear on what I mean about the signals your body may give you, don't worry. You are not alone because we are not typically taught to use or witness what is happening in our body to help inform our decisions. Instead, we are used to running pros and cons lists, doing research, or rationalizing things with our thinking brain. However, if you tune into the times when you didn't listen to your intuition or take that pit in your stomach or tensing of the jaw seriously and wish you had, then you are familiar with what I'm talking about. In next Thursday's podcast episode, I'll walk you through an exercise to start strengthening your ability to notice what your body is trying to share with you. And over time, if you practice listening to it and then gather evidence of when you heard it correctly, you will start to be able to tap into a guidance system that will make the not to do list and any other life decision so much easier. I first heard the term not to do list from Dean Graziosi, 
but have since heard it talked about in many different ways in the personal development world. This list can be an ongoing one, but can also be a part of your planning review regimen. If you have a planning ritual, such as looking at the week ahead on Sunday or looking at the next day's calendar the night prior, which I highly recommend, include time to move stuff off your calendar or your to-do list onto the not to-do list. Here, you may also ask if there are some things you can delegate to someone or at least ask help with. Asking for help is another tough one for many of us, but remember how good it felt to help a friend or even a stranger? If we never ask for help, we can actually be robbing someone else of the gift that we receive when we feel helpful, needed, or even feel like we made a difference in someone's life. This is a simple but powerful reframe for any of you that may feel like you need to do it all. I promise you do not, and quite literally, you can't. And that is a bigger topic for another podcast, but for now, please hear me when I say that asking for help is not a weakness, and it may even help boost someone else's confidence or mood by giving them the opportunity to feel needed and useful. If something isn't an immediate or clear item to be moved to the not to-do list, then maybe it's something that doesn't need to be done right now. It can be done later. Essentially, a not right now activity. You can move this item to a later date or tuck it safely on a someday or not now list to be revisited periodically. You may also make note of what needs to or could be delegated to somebody else. This can be a tough one too, but if you think of the time, it could free you up to focus on what is truly important to you, your top priorities, or where you can make the biggest leaps forward on that dream project. It makes it a little easier to be objective about it. In business, one of my favorite marketing experts says, hire somebody who plays at what you have to work at. And in the parenting world, where, for example, my personal strength is not making Pinterest perfect celebrations for my kids, then why would I volunteer to host the class's Valentine's Day party when there may be, and I have met some amazing parents who love making that perfect holiday happy, also known as a party favor, or bake and decorate the most beautiful cookies. Why would I rob them of that joy when I know my inclination would be to run to the store last minute, buy whatever was on the shelf, and unfortunately, maybe even grumble while I was doing it. However, I do love the opportunity to be on a field trip with one of my kids, something that I'm pretty sure some of my parents would not be so excited about. Bottom line, Life is too short to spend it doing things that we don't love doing if they're not required for our survival and don't align with what our ultimate goals and priorities are in life. We unfortunately can never get the time back that we spend on things that we said yes to when maybe it would have been better if we said no to them. I don't say this to shame you if this is you, because for the most part, it is all of us who take part in this to some degree. Instead, I'm saying this to you to encourage you to decide that today, this week, or at least this year, it'll be the year where you start aligning your actions and your time spent with what really matters most to you. Thank you for joining me today on Striving from Stillness. If you found value in this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it on Apple Podcast or simply share with a friend. 
It helps the podcast grow so more people can find it and it won't take you long. I sincerely appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. I hope you'll join me again as we explore how to be productive, successful, and happy from a place of peace. I believe if you found this podcast, there is something wonderful tugging on your heart that will make this world a better place. I hope I can support you on your journey to get your work and your gift out into the world so you can make the impact and difference you were born to make.